been okay. really free for him with it lately. I know this is like really out of uh, actually. I'm know, just with the I'm ordinary, stuff. but there's a giant spider in the corner of my wall, and I'm looking at it right. It's humongous. It's hey, Greg, you it's describe it. The size to say of relevant to our you, podcast. Greg, remember Probably when we were talking about not. that? What is this bug subreddit? You describe that spider to me. I guarantee <laughs> I'll be able to identify it. I'm so plugged into what is this? Oh, bug. I already know uh, what it is. It's a fucking spider. No, 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 what kind of spider? Yeah, it's got like I think it's got like eight legs. What color is black? Or just like a red black on its back. Black widow. Black black widow. Boom. You're done. Don't talk. Yeah, it it doesn't have an hourglass. It has like a tiny skull with uh like uh. Like, oh, dude, what are they, that's tentacles? A black, that's a black recluse. That's yeah, if you capture that, you can actually extract a potion out of it. <laughs> that's a black that's, that's too much work. <laughs> uh, actually, the, the, the brown recluse has a little violin, a little violin <laughs> pattern. That's how you know it's a brown recluse. That's I thought you were saying it ha- it's playing a little violin. It was, in, 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 in maybe you can, I'm sure, it's, it's, I'm sure it could play it. It was more just about those. Dude, I got a couple of about the uh, the thing that. Does it have like a giant bulbous back that looks like a bunch of babies are hiding in? No, it's just a little black spider that's probably gonna bite it, me on all my. The babies my, will come out. I, I would just kill myself. I've seen You're probably <laughs> gonna swallow that spider in your sleep tonight. No, yeah, it's, it's probably gonna, gonna bite me. I was gonna say it's got two possibilities. It strikes when it thinks you're not paying attention. You know, maybe walk during the pod, or it's gonna wait till you're sleeping tonight. Yeah, yeah last little bit. Last little bit. Peach from uh, a spider. When I was a little kid, I got bit on the eye by a spider. On your eyeball? No, the uh, my eyelid. What was it doing uh, in your eye? Uh, when I was sleeping, oh, and okay. uh, I woke you, up man. and my eye was just swollen shut. I like, I walked into my mom's room. I was like, I think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's <mom>. something <laughs> wrong with me. I believe the change has started, mother. I don't mother. feel so good, Bob. I don't think I feel, I was told for like weeks, dude. The metamorphosis has begun, mother. All right, but you know we got we got a show to do. So, Flask, whenever you're ready, just go ahead and start recording. <laughs> wait, I'm afraid wait. there's no stopping. I was giving my now. A material wait. already. Wait, you ain't you, no you're stopping re- oh my. us now. Holy fuck. We're yeah, that whole spider guys. segment was the beginning of that the was podcast, live? if you can believe it. Oh yeah. my god. We're way behind. I'm going to have to speed through the next bit. Uh, welcome to Broken Campfire Podcast. Please come check us out on Twitter at Broken Campfire or email brokencampfire.gmail.com. Flask, as usual, is doing a great job of cutting up some of our stream content into YouTube by size pieces. And you can, just, you can check that out at youtube.com slash Broken Campfire. We have everybody here to air through this week. Nobody's at Italy. We have John, Flash, Greg, Vito, and myself. Andy, I'm happy to be here with all my good friends. Uh, and I don't buy it. Boys. Mm-hmm. Last, last time we met, we talked a little, quite a bit about Baldur's Gate. And I'm sure that we've all we've all finished that game. Game of the we're week. Mo- we're moving on. The flavor of the yo, week. No, oh, I'm saying yo, flavor of the yo, day. Fla- flavor of the day. Thank Been there, dude. done that. I was going there, John. Exactly. Flavor of the fucking day. Like. Game kind of sucks, so uh, in order to give us kind of a palate cleanser, Flask, I've heard that you have not played any Baldur's Gate at all. I haven't. In your life. No, I haven't, actually. Yeah, so tell us what we should have been doing instead the last week or so. Okay, I don't know that I'd go that far, but (laughs) I have a few things I could talk about. Um, I got around to watching the the Invincible Adam Eve special episode. Uh, Anybody else watch that yet? Okay. No, 
No, I mean, I wasn't even aware of it. Not yeah. I I remember someone said something about it, and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I almost did. Um, first of all, it is adapted from a two-issue comic that I forgot existed uh, back from 2007. So I actually read, or I I guess reread if I read it in my original reading run. Um, I read that comic real quick and then watched the episode afterwards. Wow. And uh, the episode is actually better in, in ways than the comic, which is nice to see. Not possible. Um, I'm surprised to say that. but uh, So not a flawless story, but uh, a solid one. And uh, yeah, just check it out if you're in, still you know into Invincible and waiting for the new season what it, first uh, half yeah, when's to come that, out. When's that new season first half November. November. I feel like I'm probably going to wait till that comes out and then watch the Adam and Eve. I mean, that's fair. It's a flashback special anyway, so it's just like her origin story. So it's right. it's not like integral to the the ongoing plot. I uh, I also took a leap and actually tried watching the Twisted Metal show on PBS. Oh, it's out. It is out. It just oh came out. Oh my god! Uh, Why have ago. we not? We need to watch uh, that. We tonight. we have, or at least maybe just me, Knoxville, and Alex. Oh, what the did fuck? you try it? I fell asleep in the first episode, but <laughs> I was I I was streaming it, and apparently it auto play kept auto playing. I think John or not John. I think Knox and Alex watched three or four episodes <laughs> after okay. I fell asleep. Do you know if they finished it? <laughs> I said it was. Don't and they all fell asleep. So I think they said it was just like okay. I mean, they didn't watch any more. So and this was like oh, a week ago. I'll say they didn't finish that the season. No. No, 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 no. They just no, they just no, watched okay. that night while streaming. But they also they didn't the say thing? like they didn't say like oh it was dog shit we're not watching it right, again. It was right. just like yeah that mm. was a show to watch. If I mean I I brought it up like yeah if someone throws it on we'll finish it. But well not the reason I it. watched it the reason I tried it was I've been seeing good things about it which surprised me because we like we saw that oh, wow. uh, that preview and we were like oh my god no this is not it looked like be good. it looked like dog shit yeah um. But the first episode, I thought if it continued on the upswing in entertainment, you know, if like if it just got better from there, then it might not be too bad overall. But by the end of episode three, I called it quits Uh. Um, because I've never played any of the games. I think I've said that before. I have Mm -hmm. no frame of reference for the universe. Six references they got. Right. (laughs) The hidden characters, Um, you know. And maybe maybe they paid attention to detail in that regard, but I, uh, I heard if you I, I heard if you get to episode eight within thirty minutes, you unlock a secret final episode. Oh, that's cool. That's a good. That's a good one for the for the true fans. You have to watch it at like ten times speed or something. Yeah, that's yeah. A great yeah. experience. Yeah, it's the um, ideal experience actually. That's how it was filmed. Oh, okay. They slowed it, they slowed it down for <laughs> the common audiences. Yeah, everybody was moving gotcha. 10 times faster than normal during. Oh, during okay. Film. It's like when they do uh, slow mo, like lip sync music videos, that kind of thing. But yeah, for the, exactly. for the true fans. Hey, yeah, gotcha. exactly. Um, but yeah, my issue was really just about the unwillingness to commit to like the comic abs- absurdity. Because uh, it's like sort of a satirical post-apocalypse setting. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, it's twisted metal. But they were just not able to commit to the absurd. Uh, and it wasn't action-packed or witty or funny enough to hold me. 
um it was like too what are you you're saying it's like too grounded it's it's like they weren't willing to just go crazy with it um mm. it's grounded in the sense that they're literally grounded for a world of car combat the characters sure do spend a lot of time outside their cars talking to absurd. each other absurd absurd uh and what they're saying to each other is often not that funny or witty or like satirical in the sense that they're like lashing out at uh the premise or what you know what i'm saying like they're not yeah it feels like they weren't trying hard enough to to really capture a tone um i get that i get that because of the television budget they can't show cars blowing each other up the entire time but there's really a lack of show exactly a lack of it make something else other than twisted metal or make a movie and you can dedicate the a good chunk the, of the, the movie budget, budget to, to having a lot of action. Yeah. Yeah, a movie. A mo- yeah, Twisted like, Metal uh, movie, I would watch. Like, I feel like that makes a lot more sense than a TV so even show. Even if they did have, like, car... I mean, I don't know how many... Was it, like, 10 episodes? Do I watch 10 yeah. episodes of, like, car shooting? No, I, I don't. I really don't. I don't. I, I, I don't want to do that either, but I guess what that means is that this didn't need to be a show. That right, right. Didn't need to get agree. made. Yeah. If it was, like, somehow really well written and and entertaining on that front then i guess you could justify it but even then it's like why are you making a twisted metal show you know so yeah all right on the one hand i'm glad that the creators of twisted metal got to achieve a dream that they apparently have had in making a tv show Hmm. on the other like yeah that's cool but nobody cared about i mean the, the cinematics of the story whatever twisted metal was cool but like Twist Metal's a hundred percent one of those games that felt good to play, and that was why you liked it. Like it's just right. I would I would say it's like not translatable to to the medium. I think part of the know? charm, though, I, I did watch a few reviews for it. Um, is well, Flash said he's never played any of the games, but I, from my understanding, is that like you know the episodes it's maybe part of the appeal of the episodes is just watching them and pointing out like oh that's supposed to be that character in the background or like oh that's that level in that game and they're using it here you know what i mean sure and we we were doing that during the first episode because they they're subtle about stuff like there's like characters who aren't well they're subtle and then they're not subtle i think in the first episode in the first minute a copy of twisted metal falls on like the actual game falls on his windshield when he's like right but then there's uh, but other no, times there's, that yeah, like, definitely somebody somebody ones. drives past, they're they're never called out. You yeah. get a good look at them, and you're like, oh yeah, that's that character from the game. Yeah, they'll have like something like hanging from their window that'll like yeah give them away like oh that's yeah that's so and so. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure if you were a big fan of the series or you know have played the games, you'll get some enjoyment out of that. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think this has mass appeal. No, but I also as an outsider. Can, can see the appeal of a a type of post-apocalypse story where it's really about these very distinct characters and the vehicles that are very distinct to them, like all these unique people and their characters and, and their uh, vehicles, you know, and have that be like, like essentially uh, an absurdist Mad Max where the focus is really on the cars, you know? Um, like Fast and the Furious meets Mad Max. Yeah, wow. exactly. Where cars are a big... But Part I think doing that in like well, a movie format could be sick. Like would I would be watch better, that. Yes. And Here it would be is, fun. Here's my theory because in the, the reviews that I watched, they said a little bit of spoilers. Uh, 
it, you know, it's pretty much a modern trope nowadays, but they, they do the thing where at the very end of the season, like one of the last shots, it's like all the people's pictures are on the board and it's Calypso like setting up the actual Twisted Metal tournament. Oh no. Like this se- season right. was almost but you like can't a prequel. Put that in season two. Right, that's exactly. like what the like, game is what, about. I, no, I agree. I'm with you, but that's, it seems like they wanted maybe to gauge get fandom, maybe get more of a budget if they're going to do car stuff and hopefully do that in season two. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but that is, that's what I heard, the, how the, the season ends. I don't like when they do that, when they hold off the actual premise until later. No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, it's a like trope a that you see more and more nowadays, and it's like weird. Yeah. Yeah. So none of us finished it. Uh, it's probably not worth it. Probably not worth it. For all we know, season two is going to be uh, just a blast. Just cars combating <laughs> all over the place. If it even gets greenlit. If it even gets greenlit. Yeah, I say, I don't know. I mean, well, like I said, I, or, I mean, it has been getting positive reviews, or I've just heard, at least heard, I haven't heard anything terrible about it. I've heard, like, right. middle to, oh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Same. But maybe we'll get a season two. I don't know. Only a lot of times it's not enough, though. A lot of times it needs to be like fucking like smash success. Or even your mom's heard of to get like a like a season two nowadays. I I, I know a lot of like half normies at work. None of them are telling me about Twisted Metal. That's all I'm right. saying. It failed the normie test. <laughs> failed the normie test. Gotcha. Um, uh, I tried out a game called Pseudo Regalia. Have you guys heard of this one? No. No. I like when you come on here and make games up, just test <laughs> us to see if we're actually on the ball or not. I'll right. be honest, I really do like I'm it. I'm not, not buying this one at all. I'm glad. Yeah. Because I, I, I take some time to really concoct these interesting uh, little made-up games for you. It's like, um, if you're listening to NPR, they have like, uh, I think he's with the New York Times, he's like the puzzle editor, he comes on every like Sunday and he has like this crazy word puzzle, I don't even understand uh, how he's presenting the question, so I'll never solve it, but it's like you every week with these games you come up with. Yeah, yeah it's like a game jam, except there's no actual game, I'm just jamming in my head and presenting it to yeah. you. Um, so yeah, Pseudo Regalia, uh, frankly I only tried it as quick as I did because it suddenly released like a day or two after... I had first seen that it existed. So maybe I got like astroturfed or something and then mm. saw, oh, it, it, it appeared. Right. Um, it is a 3D platformer Metroidvania. Uh, right away, you, you think it might be that kind of game, that kind of game, because the character right. that you're playing is uh, a thick bunny woman. Nice. Thick bunny woman. <laughs> hey, oh, um, nice. But disregarding that, uh this is a game that i absolutely recommend for the low price of six dollars if you like this genre i think you will get your money's worth and yet i don't know that i will play it through uh for two main reasons one is that i i found like the wall jumping the the wall action that you do to the in the game to be frustrating and that's one of the main mechanics. Uh, it's, it's in addition to being a horizontal game, it's also a very uh, vertical movement focused game on walls and jumping up to places. Uh, it very well could be that I was just bad at it. In fact, I th- I'm leaning towards that's what the case was. 
but it was not working great for me the the wall movement so yeah it was like god forbid you touch the stick while rebounding off of walls because you'll just fly who knows where unless you're trying to get back to the same wall in which case you have like a 50 50 chance to rebound off of it again even though you were trying to grab onto the ledge that was my experience it was like very finicky but again i was probably just bad at it i've seen actually since i played it i've seen a video of someone doing better than me at the game so yeah that's why i'm leaning towards me my, my skill being the issue uh the other reason by the way was that the levels are comprised of a lot of rooms that look similar so it gets pretty confusing that and frustrates me. yeah there's no map to where i played so i i could i could stop every room to add it to a map that i'm drawing on a napkin but that would destroy the pacing no. of the game yeah which is much about like running jumping sliding onward through these levels so no. yeah I, I'm, I usually have a good sense of direction it's just that the uh the maps themselves the levels the rooms very similar very very samey looking metroidvania has uh, got to have a map it's like a agreed. good map agreed but with those things said i think the game seems mostly good and a lot of folks are liking it uh, i have seen a lot of people like it so you may be able to dodge what i encountered and have a better time you may just be better than me and it is cheap it's six dollars as i said so if you like 3D platformer Metrovania, Metroidvanias, maybe worth a shot. Cool. And uh, I found other... uh, when I was scrolling through quick, yeah, I found a couple reviews that I think are worth mentioning out. Oh yeah, okay. Recommended. Why is that bunny goat hybrid so caked up? The fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Recommended. I want shorter games with worse graphics made by people who are paid more to work less, and I'm not kidding the game. <laughs> Where did that originate? I've seen that going around lately. It's like a. It's like it, a oh, okay. I quote. guess it's my first time seeing it. I thought yeah. people were talking about that game in particular. I agree with that quote, but I, I forget where it came from. It's it's been uh, traveling about lately. Um, uh, that's all I got. Go ahead. Yeah, Bunny Girl does have thick thighs. Game is shortish, but also cheap, so good. <laughs> and looks, by the way, I didn't mention this. It looks like an N64 game. That's the graphic aesthetic. All these people doing their N64s and their PS1s these days with their graphics. I found another good one. Recommended. Oh, yeah. It's like Castlevania, but instead it's Mario. <laughs> okay, I could see that description being accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my last thing is a book recommendation, actually. I don't normally listen to audiobooks. Well, I, okay. I had a book. <laughs> this man was playing Audible. Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> I had a book credit for Audible, so I decided to use it on a book called Dungeon Crawler Carl Here that I go. heard good things about. Do you know about this? Is that why you're saying here we go, or are you just preparing for something? It just—it's it, just funny as a thing to do instead of playing Baldur's Gate three <laughs> is to listen to a random audiobook called Dungeon Crawler yeah, Carl. Like a choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's your own picture. 
So it is it is not a choose your own adventure, but it is in the skip the twenty minutes called, if you'd like to go left. Right, right. <laughs> uh it is it is in the genre called lit RPG, literature like, RPG. Fuck it like lit, like it's fine. It was Gosh, lit. Bra. Like, as in literature. Betty no quitty. Uh, which is, I guess, books that have game or RPG elements intrinsic to them. Not that they are game books like fighting fantasy or something like that, but that they have game elements woven into the story. So like skills, stats, mobs, loot, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's lit RPG as a genre, apparently. Never read, never read one before. Dungeon Crawler Carl. Uh, but I heard good things. I made it about an hour into the audiobook before I decided that it was actually moving too slow for how much I was enjoying it. So I switched over to print and uh, devoured the first book pretty quickly after that. How do and, you make yeah. decisions on an audiobook? There are no decisions. It is not interactive. <laughs> but but uh, so it's a lit. Okay, so it's. It's a story about that has gamey elements. It's not. It is like a story a about a game-like too... setting. Yes. Okay, that's what you mean by lit RPG. Okay. Yeah, yeah. RPG gotcha. elements woven into the story that you were uh, reading non-interactively. Okay. I, when you described that initially, I thought you were like building a character or doing something. No, but... no. As I said, like not like a fighting fantasy or something like that, where you're interacting with it. Isn't that um, like a like a sekai or whatever is what they would call that in like the Japanese thing? Well, a sekai is about being transported to another world, and oftentimes a sekai are being transported Real to RPG being worlds. Into a game. So yes, yeah. I'm sure a lot of isekai fall into the lit RPG category or would. Uh, I actually thought about that. I'm not sure about the crossover. Like I don't know where the, what the Venn diagram of that looks like, but yes, a, a lot of isekai I'm sure do fit that description. As long as you go to a different world, you're a sekai. Yeah, it's just about the changing worlds thing. Uh, van, getting hit by a van is optional. Um, but yeah, so I switched over to print, devoured the first book. It's very fun, just pure fun, uh, to the point where it can be pretty cheesy, but it all somehow works uh, and just is very readable, very fun. Uh, does, does Carl throw down some cool lines as he's slaying gobos? He's just a normal guy, and he does slay gobos, yes. Um, okay. But the setup is basically in the middle of the night one night, all of the buildings on Earth suddenly get squished, pancaked, and uh, everyone inside dies. <laughs> and uh, every th all of that is re all of the material is reformed like molecularly into a multi-level dungeon beneath the surface of the planet. Uh, and Carl, the protagonist, just happened to be outside that night fetching his uh, his ex girlfriend's cat from a tree. So, but it's like the middle of winter, so he and his cat have no choice but to descend into the dungeon within one of the entrances that have popped up. Uh, that's what the, the creators of the dungeon want. They want all of the remainder of humanity to enter the dungeon and play their game, which is basically just. Everyone on Earth is now a participant in an intergalactic game show where they're all dungeon crawlers. They got to survive. They got to fight, travel deeper in and down. Uh, and the content of the dungeon is, well, it's, I don't want to spoil much of it, but because it's obviously the enjoyment of reading it is like figuring, finding out what's next. 
but it's generally like sort of like a Dungeons and Dragons thing, except for like real, like very up in your face, visceral and uh, warped in a lot of ways by these alien game masters, like twisted views on humanity. They don't have they don't look kindly on humanity and they're kind of exploiting all of our uh, vices to to kind of warp the traditional Dungeons and Dragons setting. Um, so just as a just a random example, for instance, like there are goblins on the first floor, but they're like addicted to meth or something. Uh, so it's like Classic. injecting human stuff into D and D setting, kind of. Um. So yeah, there are already six books in the series, even though the first was released in 2020. So like, very productive author, uh, Matt Dinneman, I believe is his name. I am on the fourth now, still very much enjoying these the books, and I really recommend it if you think that sounds appealing to you. Like, it's about Carl and the other players he interacts with and such, really just trying to like survive and fight using whatever they are able to loot and the skills that they develop. And it's very, you know, RPG-like. That's the point. Uh, but through like a realistic lens of like, holy shit, if I'm stomping on a goblin's head and like swooshing his skull, I'm actually doing that. Like my foot is going through his skull and squashing his brains. And now I have brains on my foot. So it's, it's not cool. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a great, it's not a great uh, experience for all of humanity. But fun experience for us, the reader. I kind of did that in Baldur's Gate. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It was fun, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Oh, good. It, but I you had that again. removal of the, the screen. You didn't have to feel the brains on your foot. Yeah, but I'm sure I'd enjoy it. With goblin, you you would have brains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, little goblin, goblin, goblin head. Brain. Imagine a little goblin head being crushed into your foot, but that's a good crush. Very satisfying uh, crunch. I, I crushed that's the wall. Real good. <laughs> so like yeah, dungeon on, crawler, uh, Carl. one of those bubble popper things. Oh, dude, like popping a whole sheet of bubble pop. <laughs> that's cool, Flash. That sounds like a fun experience. Yeah, it's the name of the first book and the series. The other, the rest of the series has uh, other titles, obviously. Okay, dungeon crawler, yeah. Carl. Yes, that's it. Okay, that's it. All Great. right. Cool. Thanks, Flask. Carl. Say that five times fast. I read a book about games instead Dun- of playing games. Dungeon Carl. Fuck, I already fucked it up. I'm going to rope Vito in. I think we can probably pull off the joint round table here. Oh, a joint? Uh, oh, yeah. So, last weekend, Vito and I went and saw Tim Heidecker live. That was a good Oh, time. yeah, we did. That was fun. Yeah, we saw his yawning. <laughs> uh, his two sorry, it just bores me to tears thinking about it. He uh, had his um, first half was more of his no more bullshit character from the Netflix special. The second half was all his music, which I had never heard before. Really, it's really good. And truthfully, it was it was like one fourth no more bullshit comedy stand up. I mean, it was like 30, 45 minutes, right? I mean, it actually wasn't I think it was all like, that long. It felt like it was like yeah, 30, 30, 40 minutes of stand-up and then... Uh, uh, like two hours of music. Like two hours of music, like a full-on concert. Um, it was pretty cool. Good bass. Like, like, 
What's like a book jacket uh, description of what no no more bullshit is like? Man, I, I really uh, I really think you should go and watch the Netflix special because it's fun to just kind of experience it, not knowing anything in advance. In my opinion, oh, okay. It's but a, I, I can't. I mean, if I you want, spoil it though, if you want, I can just. I mean, I think I have a fairly non-spoiler description in mind. It's a anti-comedy character, uh, anti-humor character of a loser who thinks he's the best in the world and who has a state in front of him. I see. Okay. This is a satirical stand-up comedian. Yeah. But it, it involves a lot of like crowd work and Tim making a fool of himself, which is kind of like where his he's at his funniest. Yeah. But also like the music was surprisingly funny too at times. Like not the actual songs, but uh his he's banter. a good showman, man. Yeah. Like there's a lot of good banter and he had like good good jokes and like good musical bits to to keep the show going to remind you that you're like actually at a comedy show even though you're basically at a rock concert. Yeah. I was going like mainly for the the no more bullshit act and you know going in was hoping that that would be, you know, the meat of it. And I knew there was the the music half as well and I didn't I don't I didn't have any experience with the very good band because Tim has like a, like several different bands, like comedical or uh, uh, comedy bands, you know. I mean, he's got the stuff like from on Cinema. He's got the Yellow River Boys. He, I was on Spotify today. He's got like even other shit. Um, and uh, yeah, I came out pretty surprised because the, the music actually was very enjoyable. Um, he's a good songwriter and it's not like funny music it's just regular music it's like um like indie rock um folky kind of folky yeah i would say that like his songs don't have like one consistent sound for the most part like he kind of dabbles in like you could tell he's he's a fan of music and like some of his stuff sounds like bob dylan or and some of his stuff sounds like you know, the Beatles, like, like he's uh, a huge Be- Beatles fan. Yeah, the Beatles. Some of the shit sounds like like new modern shit. Like I don't know, like Foxygen and uh, it's a real band. Like oh yeah. Oh, you don't. You never heard of them? Uh-huh. It's Oxygen with an <laughs> F, dude. Yikes. Um. I yeah, fuck he, he's he's a good he's a good songwriter. Um, that's cool. And uh, I've actually was listening to a bunch of the stuff today couple of earworms at that show i think it's a weird format i think it's an unfortunate kind of format that show so it's a seated you know event because it's a comedy show and then he comes out with the band and you know the band's got energy and you know it feels but sitting down is nice you know sitting down i mean he he addresses the the format of the show and he's like i know this is a weird format so what we're gonna do is it's kind of you know he makes a joke about it like it's gonna be like church where like i'm gonna be the priest and i'm gonna tell you when to stand and when to sit and you know and then the high energy songs he has everybody stand and you know he encourages people to like dance and stuff but no one was really doing that and then uh and then i guess for the slower songs let everybody sit for a bit and that i think that did work for that kind of format but it would be cool for I understand his predicament as a comedian trying to now do this, this band stuff and be taken seriously. And, you know, I think that band should be playing in a, in a music venue, not in like a setting like that, but you know, he's got his comedy act on there too, because people know he's a comedian and that's what they expect from him. So 
I see the kind of dilemma he has as a comedian getting into music. I say getting into it, but he's been doing this since like 2016, apparently. But um, yeah, mightn't the band also do regular music venues, or you know that for sure that they don't? I think no, I don't know that for sure. But I, I, don't I, just, know I just this sure. this specific tour, I just meant as far as like the seating, like they they should be playing a fucking cool music venue right you know where everyone's standing up close and it's tight this was actually a big venue and then there was like yeah the seating kind of i think is is unfortunate for that kind of thing but 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 uh both acts were were fun and uh, on the counterpoint i don't go to a ton of shows so uh i enjoyed sitting for most (laughs) yeah i had a high energy the whole time but i would too andy it's like tim said (laughs) i'm not you know Tim, Tim even said it himself, hey, I'm an old man. You know, if I'm not sitting, I'm lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, this so is a Tim, true, this so is a Tim solo affair, right? There's no Eric here? No, this is just Tim doing his... It's the t- well, two Tim's tour. Not, not exactly Tim solo. He's got Vic Berger with him, who most people probably don't know, but was like one of the Tim and Eric guys in the, behind the scenes, and he does mm. a podcast with him. So he does have like his, uh, you know... His A team kind of. That's him. in the that's in the band though. That guy plays in the band. Right. He does. He has players that that travel with him. Axel. Axel yeah, Rose. Axel Rose. Yeah, he was there. Slash. Okay. Damn, that's cool. What the hell? <laughs> no, it was a it was a good show. I had a great time. Um, I recommend people there would. Like Vito said, some of the stuff's available on Spotify. There's a whole album on the show that we saw uh, recorded at his uh, um, recorded live at Boulder. So I I recommend checking that out if you're curious in his music because I think for this show he has an album that he is kind of based on uh, based on his high school life. But I think he kind of tries to jump around between all of his different uh, interests. You know what I mean? I like. the final, sh- the final song was like I'm pretty sure a song from the Yellow River Boys, which is probably yeah, the most was. different band of his. So just to show you that jumps around. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Tim. Like, like uh, you know, he's he's a multi talented guy. That definitely, it was a cool experience seeing this side that I didn't know existed. Um, yeah, I I like like the music, like maybe more than I should. I, I agree. I, I don't know him. if I'm a Tim exactly. I was thinking that like, is this? I, I was literally thinking that today. I was listening to some of it. Is this like really that good, or am I just a big Tim fan? So I think it's. I, good. I think it's like. Am I? Am I just that surprised that this guy who I like for being funny is also pretty good? I've definitely I, yeah, experienced like, stuff like that with with people. Hey, I, I mean, like when crazy. you when you enjoy like a person, you know what I mean. Like you get a little more invested in what they're doing. You know, absolutely so yeah. it makes it makes sense. Um, yeah, but there are some bangers though. There's a couple bangers, and then there's no, a, and then there's there's some good. mediocre stuff biased. too. But but there's some bangers. Uh, and and you know, onto that respect Tim part. Uh, if you see a Tim show coming near you, I, I recommend going to it, if only because he's a, a great A showman, and like this this show of like jumping around between totally different formats, but keeping a really good pacing and fun the whole time. Like you know, he good probably banter. deliver. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, if there's a Tim show coming near you, let me know. I'll go with you. I mean, I will. <laughs> yeah. Hey, anybody, anybody who wants to go with us, just send us an email. Yeah. Vito, Vito flew. you will go with you. 
Oh, me, Vito flew across four or five states to go to the show. There's a lot of there's a lot of context there that doesn't need explaining about how that was possible. But right, no, it's for yeah. the Tim Show. Owned a private jet. It's funny because he played in New York. Like I didn't have to go <laughs> to, to any. Right, you just want you just wanted to flex his power. Well, you sent you sent an email into brokencampfire at gmail dot com saying there's going to be a Tim Heidecker show in Indiana, yeah, and Andy, made and Andy go, said, yeah. "I'll go with you. I'll go with you." Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Andy? Andy uh, the only other th- okay. Well, I, I got a couple other things. So the the next thing on my list is I bought against all of the brain brain ideas I had. Otherwise, I bought the video game. Uh, you. Maybe you guys haven't heard of it. It's kind of an indie hit, Dark and Darker. I've heard of it. It's a I'm stupid. More like lame and lamer. Uh, good game. Oh, okay, nice. A little surprise there. So well, what you know, finally like, convinced the, the you the to thing, get over your brain ideas? The thing, the thing was never. For first off, the thing was never. Do I think that I'm going to have fun with the thirty five dollars? That was a guarantee. Right. I played in like all the playtests. I knew it was a good game. Yeah. And honestly, the game has not changed all that much since the last playtest. It's pretty much exactly what I expected. But what made me get over the brain stuff was... I guess it's just, like, a realization that, like... Well, first off, Eric, one of my good buddies, was wanted to lay in a game because he was going to come over and hang out for a weekend. So that seemed like a fun excuse. Like, we both are really into that game. But I don't know. I just, like... I, I knew I was going to have $35 worth of fun with it. You know, and I may have problems with the monetization schemes, but I guess I don't have to pay into those, you know, and it's kind of a rare exception, I guess, because just because I had so much, so many friends um, who are really into it and liked it, you know? Yes. Right. Where are I don't, they adding, like, like, walking back some of those monetization practices? I know they made um, some claims. Some promises they they have completely walked back classes being locked behind any kind of paywall and have refunded people the money that they spent on those. Okay, that's uh, good. That is the sum total of concrete change since there are still class there are still skins that you can buy that offer stat differentials. Mm. Now, I don't know how I feel about these. Like you know. It, but I do agree with the community that calling those pay to win is maybe a tad disingenuous due to how the stat differentials work, where it's often plus one thing that you need, but minus another thing that you need. It's more of a, a of a trade off than it is like a clear stat. And also oh, it's it's that. only plus one in either direction. Or plus one or minus one in, in any direction. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. I, I don't want to try to make excuses for these guys. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable with that in the game at all, but um, you know, if they want to make the argument, like, okay, yeah, you get to play as a skeleton, which looks cool, but you have to, like, suffer on a plus one agility, minus one defense or something. Like, okay, whatever. You know, that that's not a, that big of a deal. And frankly, in my experience playing the game, I've rarely seen people actually rocking those skins so far. It seems like the community tends to think that the stats are actually just not worth the differential. Okay. Beyond that, there's no other... Yeah, beyond that, there's no other place to spend your money right now, I don't believe. Now, that being said, there have been um, 
you know, potential data mines or suggestions in one way or another towards things like uh, paying for an XP boost, which sure, benign, whatever, or paying for a permanent 1% HP tick regen in the dungeon. That's less okay in my mind. But these are all speculations. It hasn't actually happened yet. And regardless, that may happen. And if it does, I won't be surprised, but that's okay because I'm fairly confident I'll get my $35 worth out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not I, trying I kinda, to convince anybody to play it. Like, I, No, I, I kind of came to the same conclusion as you, um, especially when I saw that certain things are getting walked back. Um, that I would probably, if I were to buy it, I'd probably get my 35 out of it, uh, in enjoyment because mm -hmm. I also love that game and I play the heck out of it. I did whenever the playtest came around, so I know I will. Yeah, I haven't done it yet, but I've been thinking about it for sure. Finger on the trigger. It's like, you know, even ignoring the game, it's a great time with my friends who I play with while we're playing. So, like, maybe just for that reason alone, it's worth the entry price. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if it collapses later down the line. Yeah, even if you're destroying and the world. Yeah, you know what's funny? That. Like, I bought it. The day after I bought it, they removed the classes, the paid classes. Then the day after that, the lawsuit in the United States was dismissed. So it's like I gave them my money, and now they're winning. <laughs> yeah, it it uh, it just pushed them over their the amount they needed to bribe the U.S. courts. Your right? thirty five dollars. Yeah. To be clear, the, the fact that the case was dismissed actually doesn't mean anything other than the United States said that um, the United States is not the appropriate venue to have that discussion, and they will defer to the Korean government's court for their mm. judgment. So, not actually a victory. Well, I mean, it's a victory, literally, but um, there is no tangible change in state as far as Dark and Darker's rather murky legal status goes. Yep. Well, good luck to them. Uh, you know, I hope their game never comes out in a million years, and I Come hope on. they steal your money. Come on, John. By the way, where'd you buy it, Andy? Did you buy it on their, like, official uh, website? Yeah, so there's two places you can buy it. You can buy it directly from the website, or you can buy it off their no-name Korean publisher's uh, launcher, Chaff Games. Were you afraid uh, when you did that? Is that how you did it? No, because I'm not an idiot. I bought it directly from the from the website. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Makes sense. I, I I keep an eye on the Discord just to see what people are talking about with the meta, and also sometimes, honestly, just the insanity of the dark darker Discord tickles me a little bit. Um, people like bitching all the time about playing the game through chaff games, and on one hand, it's like, yeah, I mean, that sucks. They're publishing the game. It should just work. And on the other hand, like, why would you ever buy it from this no-name publisher instead of directly from darkanddarker.com if those are your only two options? The only I, thing I can think about I don't is understand that, the potential benefit. The only thing I can I think about is that when they games. first launched the purchasing of the game, they kind of presented the Chaff Games option as, like, the first option and their own website mm. as, like, the secondary one. So maybe people. Are you speculating? Who are you so, saying they did? No, no, no. This? I'm saying I, I believe that's what we saw. Okay. Them, okay, them okay. presenting the chaff games one first, and people who don't analyze things very deeply just assumed that them, was where to get it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
they were too excited and they love Dark and Darker and they just wanted to buy it. And that's what they saw in front of them. So they grabbed it <laughs> before reading the rest of the even the same post. Right. That, that's got to be it. But yeah, but yeah, Flash, that's a long answer to your short question. Darkanddarker.com is where I'd buy it. Okay, yeah. Oh, I just wish our podcast had a little more integrity. Me too. Yeah, we, we kind of just blew all our cred right there. But hey, you know what? I guess we'll we just buy any anything that comes We've been out. Huh? That for uh, months, bro. Yeah, this I has been out the window since out. I bought the the Oculus Quest. Yeah. Yeah, when I bought Marvel Avengers, we've always been <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Proceed. Um, speaking of selling out, we played quite a uh-huh. bit more of Baldur's Gate Three. Oh, Why is yeah. that selling out? It's just a. It's it's not. I just, it just is. I just grabbed that segue and tried to run. It's with called it. a you, you called me out. It's like the game of the um, moment. So I guess you could say that you're pandering to the people uh, out there. Fan, fan service. Yeah. Yeah. Here's 10 things that you don't know yet that you hate about Baldur's Gate 3. Number 10. Um, I don't know how much anybody has to say about it. Like, we've all been further engrossed in the game in the last week. Um, well, the group, we're I, the group I'm playing in, Dusty and the Dazzlers, we have literally just entered Act 3 as of last night. And you guys are... Uh, jo- you guys being John and Greg and your group are quite a bit further into Act 3, I, I understand, right? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah. you, so you finished Act 2. How did you feel about it without going I've, into too many spoilers? Loved it. it I, I, loved, I loved the ending of Act 2 enough that if I later had the opinion that the ending of Act 2 was the peak of the game, that I would be all right with that. It was really cool. I did. I, like, uh, I thought the whole uh, act was good. I guess the only thing I didn't love was the lantern stuff, but that's just because we didn't find, you know, other methods or whatever. It ultimately that only of- bugged us for like a very little bit, right? Like it wasn't all, honestly all that long that we were fucking around with the lantern. No, it wasn't. Just that I'm trying to think of things, but I thought it was great. I, I think I continue to think that I'm so surprised how this game is so much better than Divinity Two, Original Sin. Uh, I mean, I still love both of them. I'm going to hold off. But I mean, I do like it in its own way. way. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought Act 2 was super strong. I mean, if we're just going to talk about Act 2 briefly, I liked it a lot from... um, I think the beginning was good, and I think that it just got better as it went along. Like, as you got deeper into the Shadowlands, I thought, uh, I thought the Throm, I guess they're, I don't know, they're a family? Is, I still don't understand. Is that a family name? Or is they're like, like a, uh, it must be a family name. There's at least three of them. There's like five of them. Right, right. Well, yeah, at least. At, I was at least under the impression that it's either a family or it's like. A title. An, an elite, like, yeah, like a title granted yeah. to like the elite group under whatever his name is them or I don't the fuck. I don't think so because we know of a familial relationship inside that group and they both have the same last name even though one person reasonably wouldn't have that title I'm trying right. not to be spoilery but I'm, I'm just saying I, I think there's enough contextual evidence that we can know it's a family name right well either so, way so I, I enjoyed all yet. of those fights with all the throngs no. I thought they were all pretty unique and uh, fun I would say this is very very light stuff Flash we're just Throwing out names, that sure. don't matter. I have no context, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, like I said, there's like five different throms. 
I, I enjoyed, and you don't even have to fight all of this thing. You don't have to fight anybody in this game. I want, you know, I wonder um, how long it's going to be until the pacifist. Yeah, you either see a, a pacifist run where somebody just knocks out slash you know avoids everybody. Well, I'll tell you what, or a full on, uh, like everybody dies run. I started a playthrough with my girlfriend. And uh, we'll never finish that playthrough at the rate we're going. But I don't think so. <laughs> First off, this game is massive, but it really I, is. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong because of what I'm about to say. Like, you know, we're playing, we're having fun. Um, you know, you know the saga with my girlfriend. I'm getting her like into video games. She's she likes games. She just can't handle like the mechanics yet of like just any video, like the controller using a camera things like that just a lot right. of things but but she, as she plays more games she's learning but um we've we're in act one still and we've talked our way through like almost every single combat because she doesn't want to go into combat because <laughs> it makes it's, it the, makes her nervous awesome like, that you can do that though well well it is our game it's it is kind of cool, how many yeah. times like we all talked about it in like 2010 mass effect convincing the final boss to kill himself it's like straight hilarious how many times Dusty has convinced a boss to kill himself. Yeah. Like or to like give up before we fight him. Like yeah. like maybe like at least three times. At least it. three times. At least. His his persuasion he's a bard, so like his charisma is so fucking high. And then we all have like buffs to give him. There's no way we're failing like any conversation role ever. So yeah, if there's an option to pass combat. We we do it, but but then we kill the people anyway, like that because we want the XP, um, right? See, always. I guess when it comes down to that, yeah, it's a little bit more of like, uh, you know, what would your character do? And, and, and you know, Dusty's and seems like he would talk to people. I found in our game a lot we uh, just end up fighting people because we have the option to talk to them, but I. We don't like those dialogue options. You know what I mean? We don't take guff from nobody. Right, so right. People start giving us guff. We ain't gonna give them the benefit of the doubt to persuade them. You know what I mean? We're just gonna tell them, "Hey, you're gonna get your, you're gonna get your keister kicked." But, I, but like you said, though, the game, you know, especially if you're willing to, you know, bend your morality a little bit and work with anybody, uh, the game almost always presents. And I don't think always. Sometimes you do have to fight, but almost always presents an opportunity. Yeah, to try and either talk your way out of it or talk your way to a significant advantage in the fight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch of Act 1 stuff that I completely missed because we were just killing everybody. Um, but also because there's like four people playing, so, you know, I missed some dialogues and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was play, and that's the same yeah, thing. And that's the way it is. But playing with my girlfriend, you know, I have a lot more control over the dialogue and stuff like that. It's like act one shit that like I was so surprised like little shit like remember in the blighted village there's like you know we, we just cruise through the blighted village and killed everybody but like if you talk to all those people there's like a group of um uh, they're giant monster guys I don't know if you call that an ogre or whatever we did um, that yeah but if, if you could persuade them to join your team and they give you like a horn that you could blow to summon them yeah I didn't know that yeah, I didn't yeah, know that either. I've, I was uh, like, what the fuck? That's cool as fuck. Uh, I actually, uh, John, have had that for a while, and I've tried to use yeah, it a few see. times, but we've, uh, we're too far away, so I j it just doesn't work. You're too right. far away from what? 
I think the uh, the, we left the well from when we had the over left we, uh, one. Yeah, we left Act One. We oh, it has it. to be oh. used like near Act One. Yeah, because that's where they are. I tried to uh, use it. I tried to use it in Act Two, and it didn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good I mean, I'm know. constantly running into even like quests that we finish. Now that I'm playing it on like single player, I'm like, oh, that's what that is, or that's what they're talking about. Because yeah, we don't. I mean, when a fight happens, usually we'll come together. But other than that. We bolt off into four different directions and like just start talking to people. Yeah, I mean, yep. obviously, it's kind of a little bit of a rule like, don't do like main quest stuff because then, you know, we don't want to get locked out of side quest stuff. Rather than that, dude, it's, yeah, it's just people talking. I just things popping up on my screen. This quest, this quest, updated, updated, updated. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's I think fun there's to gotta be a, there. I think there's some sort of happy balance that you know you have to discuss too with your group, but like between you know nobody talking to anybody unless we're all doing it once, and then yeah, then your a game little really bit of split, yeah, because then it's gonna take fucking forever. Like you could do a little bit of splitting up, just maybe yeah, avoid main quest shit, fights, big fights and stuff. In my opinion, I think yeah, our group's been pretty yeah. pretty decent. I, our group's been okay. I think our group still has a hard time deciding where that balance is. Sometimes. Yeah, it's a it's a hard thing to do, though. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah. So Act Two, um, yeah, I'm loving it. I like the you got a much better ending than we did. We uh, we did we not did. leave the Shadowlands. Wait, is uh spoilers territories? Uh, I won't go into too spoil. I'll just say we didn't leave the Shadowlands as in good a condition as you guys did. Oh. Yikes. Trying to think of how that's even possible. I got some ideas. Uh, I mean, I can tell you. Uh, off air, I guess. Well, we did beat the game. Right, I've seen that. You guys did get the credits. Well, we kind of beat the game too. We were um, wished away by like a giant or something. Yeah, I don't know what the that game was. over. No, that's I. I yours was. Yours was the game over too. No, can you find a, well, a, well, a credit we got, spell? We, 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 got an, we got ending slide, we got a credits, and it took us back to the main menu, into the game. Yeah, ours took us to the main ending. menu. Okay. Anyways, enjoying Act 2 a lot. Uh, we are much further than them in Act 3. Um, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying it just as much. There's different things I'm enjoying about it. I think that you guys have tasted a little bit. You guys are in... Um, what worm crossing or whatever the fuck it is or Rivalon or Rivington. Rivington. Sure. Uh I, I really like that area actually. I like that, that first little outside town you get to. Um what, what are you guys thinking about it so far? I Act three. I, yeah, I don't have a little Rivington, you know, the, the circus, the the kind of bridge you guys were on before you left. There's there's a lot going on last night when we got to Act Three. I, I don't feel like I have a take yet. Like I uh, there, I remember the circus, but I don't. Hey Greg, know we really got in their heads, dude. Me, Nashville, and Kurt were in there. Group one was in there, straight mind bending. They mind didn't know which bets. way was up, dude. Oh my god! They, they were they were clawing at each other. They're clawing at other. They're like crabs in a bucket. They were trying to kill anybody. It was a really really fun time I had last night. After you guys <laughs> it was great. I enjoyed. I was, I was glad, so glad after all the hyping up the Baldur's Gate three to the Baldur's Gate. That was my experience in the city. I liked that. I mean, this area we're in is the biggest area, like the biggest town we've experienced so far. And this is just, from my understanding, like the outer gate 
Yeah, and actually, outside I, the gate. Of I can say gate. this now that you guys are not playing, so it's not backseat gaming. You guys missed a a rather large area. Um, it's like the and, outskirts of like the town. Yeah, it's a refugee camp. Uh, yeah, I saw there was like a way we could go. That uh, it's right was, in there. It's right when you spawn there, but it, it was like a sizable area with quests. But you guys completely, and it was fine because I mean that's what you do in this game. But like. I'm saying the map is big enough where you can miss something like that, and it just seems totally normal, you know. Yeah, it's not like a I huge area. A, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping we, we up a little back. bit, we're but still, it's definitely like an area there. to visit. Yeah, I was a fucking menace in that refugee camp. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. That's all, that's all I'll say. Uh, yeah, I like, I like that that area. I like that it is kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. It does feel like. All right, guys, let's relax a little bit. Like we, I don't know, we just did all yeah. that stuff in Act Two. Let's take it easy. Let's visit the circus. Let's visit the fucking dude. I love is, the, the circus, the whorehouse, the brothel, or whatever, and the you know. But but you're not truly relaxing because all these places have you know weird shit going on that you'll find yeah. out. Yeah, and you got and you got your friends shouting uh, over and over. That that hurts the relaxation too. That's all I got on Baldur's Gate 3. Does anybody else have anything? Yeah, I'm excited to play more. Seems uh, cool. Yeah, I, I can't wait to play more playthroughs of that game. I like that game a lot. I love it. I like it more than Divinity 2, I'll be honest. I definitely do. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet. I, I You have to. I feel like I can say it pretty confidently so far. I at least feel like I like Act 1 of Baldur's Gate more than I like Act 1 of uh, Divinity. Oh, no, I'll disagree. Or Joy is I, one of my I, favorite yeah, places in But yeah, I, I fucking hate Fort Joy. <laughs> it's hard for me to say because I've done it so many times I feel like I'm over it, but it is a really, really good area. That's the thing, though. I can keep doing it because, like, I think it's such a good area. Like, you know, some games you start and it's like, I don't even want to start this game because, like, the first section just sucks or, like, can't skip over like, like you know, it's funny I'm, it's kind of getting off track you know Final Fantasy 16 has a really good prologue you know or intro the first time you play it but I'm thinking back like I would not want to play that again you know it's very slow and there's a lot of cutscenes and like they're introducing everybody it takes yeah. like hours yeah exactly oh. and I, I've never had that before Joy I've always been excited to get in there and fucking flip that card table and We'll fight the turtles. What? Yeah, fight turtles, man. <laughs> turtles, then alligators, and frogs. Is, Don't forget that. That's the order. Uh, okay. That sounds like mutant mayhem to me. That's all I got. Oh, it is. Did you have more? You wanted to have like more of a round table, or you have anything else? Nah, that's that's it. I'm I'm with you on this week. I didn't do much. Okay. We'll go ahead and go to a break then. We'll come back in a little bit to see what Greg and John have to say that's not Baldur's Gate. I think they've gotten into another big release recently. Excited to hear about it. What would you know, Andy? What would you know? I don't know much, man. Baldur's Gate 4? We'll be back. You are now listening to the song Dream On by Eris. Said it, but instead it's game. No. Game on, game on, game on, game on, game on. I don't, I don't think Bandai should have called uh, Digimon that. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a little. Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon are the champions. Change uh, into digital monsters to save the digital world. It's actually, it actually is digital champions. Oh, fuck. I uh, had the PlayStation game of that, I think, and I couldn't, like, understand how to, like, actually play it. As in Digimon World? Maybe. I remember there being, like, a giant mountain. Like, cra- some crazy, like, mountain with, like, Digimon. uh... <sighs> Damn, man. I gotta look it up now. My brother was really into those games. Did you hear? Did you see? Did you know what's coming? Do you see what I Fuck yeah, it was Digimon World, dude. Yeah. It was that, and I think I played... I think I talked about this game. Oh, it's actually on Steam. I kind of want to buy it. It's called uh, Darkstone. Dark and Dark. I think I brought that up once. I actually own this game already. That's fucking insane. Darkstone. Darkstone here, but post it in pod discussion. This is a game that I could not comprehend, and I would just wander around it for like hours upon hours. Lord Drak's henchmen are spreading chaos in Uma. Are you going to let them get away with it? Uma I always remember I would I'd have fun and I would always die. I would always accidentally go into the same cave and there'd be like an ogre in it and he would kill me and I would get like very upset. I always played if you look when it says about the game, I'd always play that first guy. He was a, a knight. He was like a, he wore like a green shirt, like a green short sleeve shirt. Was this on what console? What console was this on? PS One. Oh, okay. I was just looking at the screenshots, and I'm like, these aren't jaggy enough. But I guess because it's on Steam, you don't you don't get the the PS One effect. Welcome back, everybody. Let's move on to John and maybe Greg at the same time. I don't know if you guys have different things, but we have another round set of group round tables. Another big. Multiplayer games come out in the last week. That's right. It's Gun Games Friday the 13th. How are we liking it? That's not what it is. Andy, okay. we told you not to do this in the break. Yeah, we you actually still did asked it. you not to. I, well, unfortunately, we don't record the break, so there's no evidence of that. We literally, we actually do. Let me set the record straight then, because it was not Friday the 13th. Is another horror franchise you may be familiar with. Killer. I am yes, I'm talking those. about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, this is Killer. Oh, oh okay. Yes, that one. Are you guys playing uh, that no, through so Game this Pass? This is a asymmetrical game based off of exclusively the first movie. Because that's all they the have 19, the rights like, to. 70s I was going to say, so they only have the rights of the first one. Um, yeah. It's a. Well, immediately you're thinking, how is it different from their previous games, Friday the 13th and uh, Predator? I don't know what it was called. Hunting uh, Ground, I think. Uh, and so this one is 3v4, 
as opposed to what, like 1v7, 1v8, and uh, those other games. And I think it's all the better for it. Um, and this it this is, game's sick as shit. It is. It's sick as shit. Uh, <laughs> in the two teams, you have the family uh, consisting of uh, the hitchhiker. Uh, Leatherface and the cook from the original movie, as well as two original characters they had to make up. Uh, Sissy, who is, uh, you know, a psychopath lady who has like some sort of poison perfume she can spray around and mess with your screen. And Johnny, who is a serial killer who has uh, tracking abilities. Um, and, I, and I don't know exactly, I didn't look too into it. They said they created these characters using, like, background lore from the original trilogy. So maybe somebody else who knows or watched the movies, maybe they are somewhere in their name or something. I don't know. But, Did they invent so, them just yeah. for balance purposes? Yeah, well, I think because, like I said, so when you're playing the family, you, uh, you're, you're three characters. Um, one of them has to be Leatherface because he starts in the basement, you know, with the victims. Um... Yeah, and I think they put those characters in there, yeah, just for more play styles. Uh, the way I kind of see it or break it down is that you have the the cook and Johnny. They're kind of like your tracker characters. They can uh, kind of scope out where the, the victims are on the map and kind of make it easier to pinpoint the locations. And then you have the hitchhiker and Sissy, and um, they are able to go in the special locations that the, the victims are. You know, usually, if, you know, if you're being chased by the Leatherface, you can go through, like, a crack in the wall or a crawl space, and, you know, he can't go through those. He's too big. You know, same with the cook. Um, but, yeah, the Hitchhiker and Sissy can't, so they're kind of like your chasers, you know. And then Leatherface is just your, your swinging murder guy. You know, he doesn't really have a counterpart right now. Although I do think they have, so they have plans to add more characters down the line. Um, so he might get something. Uh... And yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really digging it. I think they're, you know, I love Friday the 13th. I like especially playing it, uh, you know, it's a custom game with the boys. But I think this game has a lot more replayability outside of just custom games with the boys. Uh, I think there's actually like a pretty good layer of strategy for both playing the victim and the, the family. Uh, Sick. I could see, cool. you know, and since I'm Game Pass right now, first of all, let me say that, you know, so anyone who's interested, you know, throw your dollar down, your $10, definitely give it a try. Is that where you guys are playing it? I have it on I Game Pass. It. Greg has it on Steam. Oh. I actually, now looking at it, I would buy it. I have no problem paying the money for it. I, I probably will eventually if it goes off Game Pass. Um, but, you know, it does have cross-platform. So right now, you know... Uh, I have leveled up. Yeah, well, that's another thing, too. So, yeah, I, on the Xbox, I've leveled up my character to the point where I, I don't want to restart, like, on Steam. You know, different counts. Can you transfer? I feel like a lot in a lot of games, you can usually transfer, like, your... Yeah, your but Steam. it's, like, a different, like, name, you know? I mean, it's, like, on Steam, I'm, you know, Feathers, McGraw, or whatever. On Xbox, I'm, you know, Ripclaw, or whatever. I, I mean, there might be a way. But, um, yeah, so there's just, a, like, a... It's not too complex, but there is a, a level up system, and this is like a skill tree. You can kind of uh, own your your characters in, in a way you want to play. Um, just real quick over like the family, they have three different stats. You know, they have like uh, an endurance stat, which is like you know how long they can sprint and how many times they can swing without getting tired. They have a uh, you know damage stats. You know how much you know, they're going to hurt the person when they hit them, and then they have a uh, blood stealing stat. Uh, and this game, 
you've seen the movies, you know, Grandpa is like the, the figurehead of the family, he used to be like a mass murderer. And in this game, he's, you know, on the maps, but he plays uh, the role of like a beacon or a radar. Uh, if you hit a victim, or just around the map, there are like these little blood pools, and you can collect blood and feed it to Grandpa. And as he levels up, he like lets out like a scream that like highlights the victims on the map. You're trying to feed Grandpa. You know, you're trying to you know catch the victims, stop them from escaping. Is uh, that canon? That is actually canon. I googled it. It's funny. It's just uh, well, it was stated in the audio commentary for Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. A grandpa is kept alive by drinking the blood of uh, the, the family victims. <laughs> and just yeah, they, they dug, they dug for some war for that. Uh, but anyway, so my character, the cook, I have dumped all my points into blood stealing. So, like, when I go, well, as soon as we start the game, you know, Greg is usually uh, Leatherface. So he's in the basement. He's always just chasing the, uh, the victims down there. That's how he starts. You know, I always go up top, I put all my points into blood stealing, so when I go to these buckets, I get like triple the amount, you know, Kyle or Greg would. So I go around and I automatically start leveling Grandpa up. And then Kyle, he goes around, you know, uh, on the victim side, they usually have like four ways to escape, and Kyle goes around and he starts covering, you know, putting traps down and stopping stuff. We already have like our strategy, you know, as opposed to something like Friday the 13th where you just kind of like hear noise, run towards it, chase person down, you know what I mean? This one, you're actually working together. You're calling out different areas. You're, you know, setting up kind of pipeline traps for the victims to walk into and get stuck in. We've been uh, uh, doing a thing where if John finds somebody, like as the cook with his uh, special thing, he'll stand above them, and I'll uh, be able to like look through the the map with uh, Leatherface's ability, and I can see him. I go to where he is, and I'm usually able to find the person. Yeah, and you know the the three yeah, of the cook. Yeah, it's kind of sounds lame, but his ability is kind of just cups his ear and he listens for like the survivors, you know, and he can hear them. Um, but as you play, you know, you level it up, and there's a little skill tree. When I get it to max level, instead of just revealing where the victim is for me, it reveals it for the whole family. I um, see. So you know, there's stuff to work towards, or you know, you could just keep getting the cooldown on it. You know, there's you know stuff like that. Uh, well, yeah, what, yeah, what I'm you're having a lot of fun. Like... I hope that. There's one killer in Friday the Thirteenth, and that killer's choice is basically which Jason to pick and what skills come with that. You know what abilities, what they're better or worse at. But this, yeah, it's exactly. like you know, it's in, like more like a Left 4 Dead type of game where it, you have a team of killers who can mix and match abilities and specialize in certain things and uh, work together in in a strategy that you find effective. So yeah, I could see it being a lot more dynamic. Absolutely. And now, you know, I'll say this, I've played, uh, you know, t mostly teams, but I've definitely played alone. Um, I would say, you know, playing alone as the victim is viable. You can still escape. You know, the game does have total, full, yeah, full voice chat, which is cool, and typing, you know, which is kind of like sad you have to say that, but some games just don't come with that nowadays. Uh, True. This does, so it's not hard to work with a team, but if you're playing you know on the family and you're not communicating with your team i could see it being a bad time um is the survivor experience also fun i i really like the survivor experience i dude the first time we played it freaked me out so bad i started calling john like johnny for some reason call me johnny <laughs> every dude i i, I like, dude, it was like we, we just Reverting dude he like freak 
He, uh, what was it? We were in the basement and Leatherface was like running around near me and I just couldn't like think straight because like he's like revving the chainsaw and it's like crazy loud and I'm like, I'm like Johnny, I don't know what to do. And he's like, what? <laughs> what you just call me? Reverted. <laughs> One of the family members is named Johnny, though, so you know it's probably just some wires crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could keep. But, uh, I could go on for another 10, 15 minutes about playing the survivors, how much fun it is. But uh, just shortly, yeah, I, I think it is a lot of fun. Uh, there are, like I said, there's like usually on each map. There's so there's three maps, and they each have a a daytime, uh, dusk, and night map. And you know, the, the only thing that changes obviously is the the amount of light and like the item placements uh, but yeah so three maps essentially and yeah each map has uh, four ways to escape um, two of them are usually easier than the other two uh, so the other two involve like you know uh, there's one where you have to find a like valve on the map you know sneak around somewhere in the house or outside and then connect it to you know a, I don't even know some sort of pipe and you turn it and it releases like a pressure held gate uh, after like a minute. Um, and another one is, you know, somewhere in, usually there's an interior on all the maps. So uh, in that interior, you have to find a fuse and then go to a fuse box, you know, do a little thing and then it'll open up another exit in the basement. Uh, and then the other two are usually just like get through a bunch of locked doors and run to the road, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're super tense. I, I think the, the maps are, are, I mean, really, I don't know. I don't want to say really well made. I don't know what a really well made map is, but they feel really good. I've never been playing it and been like, "Dude, this like sucks." Like I, you know, there's plenty of places to hide. There's a good amount of that like ring around the rosy you play, like when the killer's yeah. chasing you and you're running through like a window and he's running around. There's a good amount of that, but playing on both sides, it's not too much where you feel like frustrated as a killer. Like you know, sometimes yeah, as a killer, you're playing you with even, Kyle like, and you're it. getting like juked. You're just like, all right, you know, this is no fun anymore. Like playing like Friday the Thirteenth, I, you know, I feel like it's a little bit better in this because as the the family, you do have certain avenues to like, like break their pathing and stuff. You yeah, can, like, you can block uh, off areas. There's like a little um, like crawl spaces. You can like knock them down and break them. Uh, you can as Leatherface, you can chainsaw barricades open to open up other areas. That's cool. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot more moving pieces than than Friday the Thirteenth, and I really and I, I really like playing Friday the Thirteenth. And not you know, especially playing the, the you know just custom games with us. There's a lot of goofing around you could do, um, and yeah, you could do goofing around in in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I think it's definitely like a more like viable, just like hey, you want to play like a few matches, an actual multiplayer game. Uh, from your observations, does it seem like killers and survivors win the game about an equal amount of time or that does it seem like weighted towards killers tend to win more survivors tend to escape more um well, so you, you have well so you have four survivors you know what i mean me and greg have had plenty and then, you know to be fair we're, we're kind of in the first you know wave so you know i'm sure a bunch of people who are just in the mainstream of oh, this game they're not good but me and Greg have had plenty of matches where we have slaughtered the all of the victims, just fucking crushed them. Partly yeah, because you know, we're using communication where... and like they're not, you know, and they're new to the game, and then the game's new. Um, there have been games where no one's just been able to get out of the basement. I've just been able to kill them all in the first like five minutes. <laughs> but I would say those are rare. They've definitely been there. But I, no, I would say 
in our experience, maybe a little bit more the family, but we play the family more. But in, in my solo play, I would say I've gotten out probably, and there's actually a really cool stat page I could tell you next week for sure. I would probably say I've gotten out maybe like four, like four out of, eh, four out of ten times, maybe even five, maybe honestly, maybe half the time. All right. There, there are plenty of ways to get out. That's good. I think it feels good in that, that respect. I, I, yeah, I don't think that it feels plain or good playing one or the other. Because when you, know, when you can search the games, you can do quick play, and it'll search either team, or you can search family you know, or victim exclusively. And every time, I just say throw it on quick play, because I, I think both sides are, are good to play. I, I don't mind at all. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah I, I give it two big thumbs up. I recommend it for sure. I give it three big thumbs up. Wait, how many thumbs? That one hand, that one thumb I took from a kid. <laughs> you heard him. Yeah, that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game. Check it out. Okay. Oh, Vito wants to know if um, is there is there a like Tommy a Tommy Jarvis life feature? Like in Friday Thirteenth, when one player dies, they come back. And like, that's Tommy Jarvis. That's Tommy Jarvis, and they have like a shock. I always thought there's a cool feature. It's like, all right, well, yeah, you know what? No, if you're the first one you to get fucked, it's Tommy Jarvis. That no, is when a you cool die, feature, you get up, you get a pipe to the head. Oh, so that's it. But I do feel like the the matches are. I would say, I would say overall, they. F I don't know if they are, but they feel quicker. There's a lot more action happening. Right, so you're not waiting like, forever. If you're, you're really not. You're either like directly like hiding from somebody. You know, like like tensely, like you know, fucking search on the corner. You're like, oh shit, or you know, you're like actively running from someone. You know, I feel like a lot of times you're playing Friday the Thirteenth. You know, there's a lot of times where you're just like running from cabin to cabin, and there's like you know five six minutes of downtime where nothing's happening. I find that it's not the uh, right, right. not the experience. Well, I'll definitely be playing because I'm. I I like I said I really recommend it. We're gonna play it. Uh, Kyle after this maybe not too late uh, I'll stream it show you guys I'll be on game pass again soon because there's just there's enough things on game now pass now time. that I could resubscribe I had to unsubscribe because it wasn't enough for me but now we got Starfield we got that I never got to play um, I never got to play that uh, the viewfinder which I really did want to play but I'm not going to pay like 35 bucks for it or whatever it costs on steam so it's time to subscribe right. to the best deal in gaming again. It just makes sense. You ever play, um, I just, I'm just looking at, uh, Game Pass right now. You ever play games like Firewatch with your girlfriend? You know, no, like that's, walking. that's always been like in the back of my head. Like, oh, this might be a good game for her to play. Um, what about like what remains of Edith Finch? That's a good one. That's actually my favorite. I think that was one of the first games I had her play, but we're, we're working up to the, Dual sticks. It's tough. Ah, uh, okay. Tough. Right, 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 right. It is tough. It is tough. Okay. Uh, John and Greg, do you guys have anything else you'd like to discuss for your round tables? Um. Hold on. Wait. Have we done something that I don't know about? Uh, all of all of all I got is Baldur's Gate and Texas Chainsaw. No, I don't have anything. No. I got nothing. I was um, just looking. I mean, I got stuff I could talk talk all day. You know, 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I can't do that. Oh, actually, no. do I do have something real quick. I do have something oh. quick. Hold on. Uh, I oh. bought Street Fighter Six, and I've been playing that. Uh, that's a cool game. Cool. That's a fighting that's game. It. Correct. News. You heard it here, folks. Yes, it is. News. 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 Charles Charles Martinet has stepped back from voicing Mario. This legendary voice what? actor has been the uh, voice actor for Mario since uh, Mar Super Mario 64. Since he had a voice? Finally. It's me. Is that, is that true, what I just said? Yeah. Yes. The, the it's Vito's time, time to I, shine. I, I guess, uh, I guess yeah. technically, Vito, he probably had a voice in some non-official or commercial-like context before right. Super Mario 64, but... Well, like yeah, the cartoon... I guess right. you could start saying. Now, I haven't read the story, but I assume he saw Chris Pratt's role. Uh, I was say, did he hand over the, the just to, yeah, he just decided that. <laughs> no, he's actually he voicing Chris Pratt from now on. Wait, he's voicing oh. Chris Pratt? He's voicing Chris Pratt, yes. Chris Pratt's going to voice Mario now. I thought it was yes, kind of neat. Like, he's going to voice Chris Pratt. <laughs> this, this guy is, I think, 70 plus, so you know his voice is probably not the same anymore, but... Um, it seems like he still Mario. gets to be Mario because he's been um, moved to brand ambassador or uh, Mario brand ambassador, basically. That's nice. So he that? gets to like, it's it's just like the guy who like he'll go to cons and he'll still talk to people about Mario and you know generally. I be used the to Mario. be Mario, you know. He's uh, he's dad Mario That's in the grandpa. movie. He'll, 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 prob he'll probably me. receive he'll probably receive some paycheck, but get to like basically be Mario. That's dope. Put on the suit. Good for him. I'm glad he's able to retire after a very successful legendary career. Yeah. Good for him. Wahoo. I believe that they've announced who's doing Mario now or for the next thing, but I don't it's me. have the name in my fingertips. Yep, it it's me. Yeah, it's actually Greg, you know that, right? Greg, give us a yeah, give us a quick Greg. uh it's a me Mario. Alright, uh it's a me, uh, it's a me, Mario. Uh, wahoo! Oh, like dude. that. I'm good. I like it. It's I like a little for more of a doll. Yeah, I like that doll sort of performance. I see. I don't think doll. Uh, no, I'm. Like I'm a, going like a for a. Uh, I think it was real. I'm going for like a yeah. 2023 Mario yeah. in the the big yeah. city uh, with inflation skyrocketing. Sepia filter. Hold on, filter. Let me do let me let me do it for flat. Yeah. You give it a do. It's me, Mario. Yeah. Is that good for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm lit I'm literally Mario, no cap. I'm yeah. literally here yeah, bussing with my crazy hair. <laughs> okay. Uh what's next on the docket? We talked about this game a little bit last week. Twin Peaks no, we Into didn't. the Night is a PS1-esque fan game, but it has a demo. On Why are we talking about it again? Though? Did we talk because, about that last week? Because it has a demo on on itch.io. We're going to talk no, about it I again. No, I sent it to you last week, Andy, and talked to you about it after the pod. Yeah, I don't think I it was think we talked the about pod. it on the pod. This is Twin Peaks game it's time number two. We're Looks like it was made for PS One. Twin Peaks Into the Night. I'm playing this, but I'm not going to play the demo. I want to play the the full game when it comes out. Or is it out already? I've heard good things about it. The demo. This game. At least. This game oh, okay. I'm definitely gonna play this. Two two man team making this as as number one Twin Same. Peaks fan. Did you guys know that there is apparently an official Twin <laughs> as Peaks the number game? two? 
There's a what? Is well, there's there? the, there was the VR thing, right? A couple years. Yeah, back. apparently that's that. I'm just seeing this article. That's the only official Twin Peaks game was a VR game from 2019. Is it canon though? Is it just? Is it just it, David Lynch in a dark room talking to you for like it three looks hours? Kind of like just exploring different. I would have almost expected no in, video games at all. It looks like exploring different set pieces in the trailer. At least is like mostly season three set pieces. Oh, okay. Well, 2019. That was that was like around the time. Yeah, generally. so re- more recent. Oh, okay, yes. now towards the end of the trailer, I'm seeing season one too. So, I mean, honestly, this looks kind of neat as like a vignette. And sorry, I'm, I'm talking about a different game than one the story is about. But <laughs> it's almost like uh, you don't need a Twin Peaks game because so many other things, including video games, sure. take inspiration from Twin Peaks. You know? Sure. Um. Oh, but this fan game looks neat. Yeah. Coffee. It looks very cool. I'm going to save the next one for last, I think. We have uh, Party Animals. Closed beta is starting in September. I just sent a link to our group of friends a little bit ago. But, <laughs> uh, you guys can register for the beta on uh, Steam or the Xbox Insider Hub. There's a roadmap of what the beta looks like. Uh Overall, there's going to be 20 maps in the release game. I don't know what that means as far as game modes or anything, but honestly, dude, it's 20, 20 is a good number. 20 maps is huge. Three, three modes, 20 maps. Yeah, but like they had like eight maps like four years ago. Yeah, I, I would love a fucking YouTube video explaining what happens to this game, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> I am very. I'm pleased that it's tw- it's gonna be twenty bucks. I could just I I would pay one buck per whatever level. it costs for this game. If it was like you know a forty buck game, I'd end up regretfully paying for level. it because I know we're gonna be excited. We're gonna play it, but I'm excited that it's it's priced reasonably. So yeah, now is it that price. the the closed beta? They said that. Uh, if you buy the game, right, you're guaranteed to get in, but otherwise it's random. Oh, did they say that? that? I, th- I think so. Pre-ordering does not... Oh, sorry, sorry. Spots are limited, and players who sign up will be randomly chosen. Pre-ordering does not guarantee a beta invite. What the fuck? I was about to buy it right this second. Uh, I yeah, guess geez. that kind of makes sense in the context of, like, maybe they don't... I don't know, maybe... Service does not guarantee citizenship. That's not how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it's also, as they say, the fourth most wishlisted game on Steam. So I, I guess they're expecting oh, wow. like a huge amount of players. So, yeah. So, damn, this is going to be a sick month for video games. This is pretty, but not, it's been pretty good so but, far this year. But not a good month for my wallet. No. 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 Definitely not. Uh, Night Dive is remastering Star Wars Dark Forces. That's not. Somebody give me the rundown. What is this? Sort of a B article because I uh, I played all of the the Star Wars uh, like Dark Forces games from from that series that went on to become like you know Jedi Knight. Um, But the original Dark Forces. Forces. Oh right, okay, you did. Yeah, the original Dark Forces is. a Doom-like, essentially, first-person shooter from around that era. Um, that's the first game where you play as Kyle Katarn, and you are fighting the Empire. Uh, 
this was from the 90s. I forgot what, what year exactly. But uh, Night Dive is remastering the first game where you still shoot things for the most part. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's not that interesting because you can still easily play the game today. There's like mods that even make it better. But I was looking at the trailer and I'm not that impressed with what they've done. They did, they are doing, uh, it's not 4K, so it's very crisp. But it kind of has the problem that I have with with most of like the, their remastering of old products from this era, which is the way it's remastered kind of makes it look very like glossy and um, the animation being like sort of rubbery and I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it, it looks kind of cheap to my eyes. Uh, even though it's probably fine. <laughs> I think it's a me problem, but I don't know. There's like, there's like something nice about the old school uh, pixelated graphics that the new stuff kind of loses in my opinion. Um, and again, it's like that, that sort of like very smooth rubbery, uh, like like animation frames meld from one to the other kind of thing, or not even like meld, but they have that. I, I can't think of the word, but the there's no like interpolation really. It's just like, where am I? I, I mean, I, I I don't. I'm looking at the trailer. It's hard to tell exactly what you're talking about, but I I get what you're. I get your sentiment when it comes yeah, to like remastering games that that were old and looked old and trying to yes. bring them up to up to par up to speed with modern tech but also keeping them to look old i feel like it doesn't necessarily improve on the aesthetic right i think the best way to say it is actually like they pro- it seems like they didn't have a team of artists painstakingly redraw everything in 4k resolution it seems like they used tools to upscale stuff and right. the animations are like uh ai you know uh interpolate in, in, interpreted so that it's like this kind of unnatural smooth animation so um it's you know i wouldn't expect a team doing a labor of love restoration like this a remaster like this to invest all this all that time effort and money but you can tell <laughs> that's all that's all i'll say Okay. Play Dark Forces. It's a fun game. And the rest of the Jedi Knight series. I like Dark Forces. Yeah, it's good stuff. Epic Games Studio will offer developers 100% of revenue for six-month exclusivity. Six how months. Can we, wow. How can we take advantage of this and leverage <laughs> this somehow? We should make a video game. Let's make some sort of, let's make some sort of like scam game. Like a card game. Let's make a card game. Okay. So yeah. Um, After the six months are up, it'll revert back to the standard revenue split of eighty-eight percent for the developer and twelve percent for Epic Games, which is still, still as we know, the revenue split with Epic is amazing, but at the expense of exclusivity. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I this is good for the developers, so I guess I'm fine with. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah, I'm glad for the developers that can take advantage of this. Um, I don't like exclusivity for the, the, you know, where you can buy and play these games, but that's me as a consumer. And I understand that it's, it is <laughs> just incredibly attractive to developers and rightfully so. 100%. Okay. 100% revenue. Um, before we move on to Gamescon, I have another story floated on my desk. Um, there's some details been released about the new Sony PlayStation Portable. <laughs> I specifically Sorry, didn't add Portable. that on here because Jesus. Um, it's good stuff. So the PlayStation Portal, if you guys remember right, is Sony's attempt at a handheld, a, a Steam Deck killer, so to speak. Uh, here's some uh, things that we've learned about it. Uh, there's no Bluetooth on the device. Instead, you have to buy, um, if you want to have headsets, you have to you buy headsets that are compatible with Sony's proprietary PlayStation Link fake Bluetooth technology. Mm. Um, there's no local play or media playback. There's no PS5 cloud streaming. And it has about the same battery life as the DualSense controllers. Nice. Launching nice. later this year for $200. Uh, this is a device that, as far as I can tell, uh, can only allow remote play through Wi-Fi. So it lets you play your PlayStation at home where your PlayStation already is. Yep. For, for $200. Oh, for context, this is the, the same thing as uh, what we saw introduced, which was it's literally just a controller split in two and slapped to the ends of like a little screen yeah and it's not a it's not a handheld console <laughs> Ugh, it's weird Very finally flask you want to walk us through what happened on gamescom 2023 actually some oh, of sure. you guys saw this several years i think I, I was there. i didn't actually watch it i just caught the uh i usually watch these things but i didn't watch it this time but i can still walk Anybody us through it? if you want uh, I've yeah, I watched it. a little bit of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, nothing huge popped out of me besides game of the year, Little Nightmares Three. Honestly, when you say that, you could be talking about several different games on this list. You, you, yeah, there were. No, but you're talking yeah, about I'm next. Talking, I'm talking about Little Nightmares Three. Okay. What about Nightingale? Definitely a contender. Nah, don't I don't care. care what that is. Don't night care. and night and get the fuck out of my night, face. Yeah, I really sound. yeah. I feel like oh, night and I, I'll smack I, the I, shit out of you. Huh? I'll wait for the game. But I saw Crimson Desert. That's <laughs> the game I really care right, about. I just get really upset when people. That watch. looked great. Oh, I, I get it, man. I get it. Little Nightmares Two Co-op. Little Nightmares Three Co-op. Oh, sorry, Little Nightmares Three Co-op. Get it um, right. Little trailer, yeah. like little little dudes look cool. Their little costumes. Ones look wearing like a little. I don't know, like a little plague doctor mask or something. Other guys wearing like a little gas mask looking thing. Looks cool. We saw some bosses, some spooky shit. I'm stoked. I also didn't think this game was gonna was it like I, I thought they I, I thought, thought they, they couldn't make it. I thought they couldn't make this well, game. Well the last yeah. thing we heard was Tarsier got purchased or or bought up by Embracer, right? And so they said we're not we're done with the Little Nightmares franchise. That's why this one is being developed by Supermassive, the developers oh. of uh, the Dark Pictures oh, anthology. Oh, I gotta be honest. Oh no! 
Yeah. That makes me Hell a little yeah. bit more worried. That makes me worried. Yeah. That you makes should, me you should that be makes me excited. More worried. It's literally it's literally it's a ship of Theseus. It's just a it's a, the game that you love being made by people entirely different people than they've made the first. And people who game. make like not good games. I was gonna say and I people, already... and, and and not just that they're just they're trying to make an imitation game. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm being I... a little bit reductive. They're, you get what I'm saying though? No, no, no. I'm it's... with you. I mean, I already thought that the the second game maybe was you know still good, still enjoyed it a lot, but maybe a little bit worse than the first one. Um, so I was already kind of like, yeah, you know, third one, do they have enough stuff? But yeah, a new, you know, developer, I'm not. No, that's that's bad news. I actually didn't know that. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Flies. That's bad. Super Massive, mm-hmm. especially, like, I, in my opinion, all they do is make Their cash games are fun to games. play. Exactly. The games are fun to mess around with, play together, I guess, but I would never seriously buy one. Quality. Yeah. yeah. It does kind of re-contextualize uh, the co-op feature as like an addition to sort of sell you on this third game right. being developed by Supermassive. It's like, oh, there's co-op now. And so it should be fun, right? You know? Yeah, let's hope it's not a supermassive disappointment. Am I right, everybody? Let us let's hope, hope it's not a little nightmare itself. I, I can't tell you if know, you're making jokes or something, but I agree. That was with you. funny. That was a good one. I'll give it to you. Alright, game of the year. Nah. Game of the year number two, Streets of Rogue Two. Yo, actually, though. Dude, that looked crazy, too. We're all big Andy, Streets of Rogue excited fans. Very oh, yeah. excited. Very excited for Streets of Rogue 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like open world. I mean, we knew a lot of this stuff. I didn't know about the like base building shit. I don't know if they talked about that, but it looks like there's like base building. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, it kind of makes me wonder how... Yeah. You know, because in the first game, you know, playthrough is, you know, you're just going through Each levels. levels quick. Pretty, yeah. pretty quick. So, Matt, this is a, a big RPG sandbox. What it says. Yeah, I guess. Well, the first you just the game had the format the of the floors. Now, I guess it's maybe. Yeah, maybe it's just one world with like zones, maybe, and then like you you're gonna have a base. You must be sticking yes. around long enough to have a base. I guess is what I'm. Right. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. GTA like Grand Theft Auto Two looking vehicle shit looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything. I I didn't think I'd seen anything in the trailer I didn't like. Yeah, the bigger worlds, uh, but still retaining, like, you know, it looked like when they went inside, it still looked like the same kind of game, you know what I mean? Same gameplay. Oh, yeah. But just with the ability to go out now and. uh, Yeah, I mean, I trust this developer a lot, and he's been cooking on this a while. Um, It's about what I expected based on what he's been describing. It looks really cool. Yeah, maybe you want to go play Street Rogue 1 a little bit. I was thinking There's about too many so. games, John. There's just too many. There, there really <laughs> are too many games right, right now. It's let's crazy. stop talking about fucking the scraps. Let's get to the fucking real game, game of the year. year. <laughs> I'm, Thank goodness you're here. Looks like a very English cartoon game. What? No, dude. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> We're talking about the Big Daddy Bulletstorm VR, everybody. For PSVR. It's for PSVR, oh. too. Cool. I mean, if that's not a reason to buy a fucking PlayStation, I don't know what is, man. We're talking about one of the best games made by one of the best developers, fucking Cliffy B. Right? That's a... No. no? That's not Cliffy B didn't make this? It's no, on Steam, isn't it? It was People Can Fly... Why do I think Cliffy B made this? 
Well, because the c People Can Fly also made like that kind of spin-off Gears of War game. Judgment? Okay, that's why yeah. I'm connecting. Maybe Cliffy well, B. Well, aren't some, they I don't, a spin-off studio of... Uh, I, I'm with Vito. I thought Cliffy B. was the Bulletstorm guy. I think he might have hyped oh, yeah. it up. I don't well, Cliffy B is the wrong. Gears guy, but I, uh, yeah. people can fly. I thought the people can fly is like an epic, like subsidiary, right? That, well, they spun off. I don't know. That's that what is. I thought. Okay, so that's why I'm making the connection. Maybe Cliffy B himself didn't have anything to do with it, but I remember back in the day, this was like, you know, like an like. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Okay, apparently he was a designer on... Cliff, Cliff, Cliffy B was a designer on Bulletstorm, 2011. Editor's note. Clearing up some confusion. People Can Fly was not spun off like I had claimed. They were a Polish studio who made Painkiller before Epic Games acquired a majority share and worked with them to make Bulletstorm and Gears of War Judgment later on. And yes, Bulletstorm was designed by Blazinski, and uh, directed by Adrian Chmeliarts, one of People Can Fly's co-founders. So it was a collaboration. Did you remember that uh, Rick Remender wrote Bulletstorm's story? I did not remember that. He's a comic book writer, but uh, he also co-wrote Dead Space. Dude, see, I, I know my boy. I knew I knew. It was Is that why you like this game so much? I remember this game. <laughs> I, I, I never played this, this game. Too. I remember uh, this game getting like mid. pretty decent reviews, like sevens and eights, but getting like completely shit on for some reason. I, I don't really it was remember. Fine. I had really cringy dialogue that some people thought was like, yeah, it's, we're fucking back. No more. What if he be as the lead designer of Bulletstorm? Yeah, yeah. he should have went back to fucking school. <laughs> so he's just going back to school. Going back, back to designing school. <laughs> I don't. I don't even see. Okay, so I remember the the you know the gameplay. You know, very kinetic uh, first person. Yeah, it was like a grapple know, hook or something. Exactly. Or... Yeah, you could like shoot stuff, and it would like you know you could shoot a head in the air, and then shoot that head like five times, and it would explode, and then. You know, Whoa. how's it going to translate into VR? Like, I feel like everything's going to be moving too fast. Yeah, grapple hooks. I don't know. Was there I mean, it's, I mean, slowdown, cool. like time slowdown? That sounds about right. I, I think there was, because I feel like you had to, to be able to, like, do the precision. Oh, there was you know, the kick. To, like, launch body. Yeah, there was, like, the launch kick. bodies. Yeah, and shoot. So maybe with that, it'll be non-vomitous. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> with bullet time. But I, I don't know I, who. I just don't know who asked for this. Yeah, I think that's that's the it is that's the other story. Is like who asked for this? Who asked for this? Well, some people would want a Bulletstorm too, but Bulletstorm VR seems like an interesting side thing to do. Now that it like so many years later, I'm just saying money is a finite resource, and how that's do true. these things? How do these projects get chosen and not other projects? Money laundering because this, because this project is an available brand that they could pimp out to help sell PSVR two. No, and maybe all the other, and maybe all the other ones, all the other available brands said no. <laughs> I think that yeah, definitely a lot of that because I don't think this is selling any PSVRs. All right, game of the year number. F oh no, not this one. Killing Four Three was announced. It will exist. Yeah, all right. I, I mean, that's okay. I don't know if I got an enemy for another Killing Four game. We'll be honest. Yeah. I loved Killing Four One. 
Um, and I liked Killing Floor 2 less. Uh, and I liked Killing Floor 2 a lot. Uh, I feel it was it was just not, you know, uh, it wasn't like Killing Floor 1. Is it one of those franchises that we feel like just kind of ran its course in our veins? Well, that's kind of how I feel, too. I, like, I, I don't know how much more of me can take a Killing Floor-like game, though I yeah. love playing those games with you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, the first two were cool, but, like, when they showed the trailer for the third, I was like, really? Alright. I mean, I didn't expect that, so that's, like, interesting, but if there wasn't another one, I really wouldn't care, I feel like. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the game... I don't know the rest of these. Flasco, I'll let you go through. I don't care. There's nothing uh, We got Post Trauma, which is that uh, Silent Hill-esque game. Uh, actually, that did look cool. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. That's coming spring 2024. Uh, we got, as as Andy said before, we got Nightingale, uh, that uh, crafting thing it. that Gar- uh, Greg has been... I, All right, I didn't Gar- even remember what Nightingale that Greg is. has been... Uh, well, you almost used my uh, yeah. fake name, bro. <laughs> Your gamer name. Uh, that Greg has been... Uh, anticipating that's early access actually Dude, got i see back it more and more and i'm getting less and less interested in that game that's fair i think <laughs> yeah um under the waves looks like a cool undersea game it's like a horror thing or something uh that's august 29th that's coming up real soon uh fort solace is like a sci-fi thing that's out now Although uh, reception seems to be mixed I heard so far, not that good. Yeah, the, the reviews are mixed, which to me re- means reception is pretty bad. Right. If it's if it literally says mixed on Steam, then you know something's probably quite wrong with the game. Right. Yeah. But this was one that we were kind of like, oh, could it be? But it it might not be. <laughs> and then, okay. as you said before, Andy, as well. Thank goodness you're here. Is like a new game, 2024. It's like very cartoony. It's from the same developer as Untitled Goose Game, which is why I think people are like, oh, it could be fun. Hmm. Okay, well, that's a, that's a good point for me to get get off and tell the listeners, thank goodness you were here today. Uh, that was the name of the game. Too. Good episode. Great great time with, with my gamer pals. The best time. Uh, it's, been, it's been a little light. We've been consumed with Baldur's Gate. We may be further yet consumed for the next week or, or year or forever, uh, but we will, I don't know, maybe we'll commit to doing a big Baldur's Gate pod at the end when we've got both the groups wrapped up and got want to get all their thoughts on the, on the board. Yeah. In the meantime, gamers, stay safe. Game on. Game on. Game until your memes come true. We will see you again next week. Game on. Game on. Game on. Game on to your games. Yes. Oh, you That's pretty good. I think that'll get us copyright struck, Andy. We probably yeah, you, play you know what? You know what? <laughs> you I'm tell me that wasn't an audio recording of Steven Tyler. Thank you. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, had, I, had Tyler, I, had, I had Tyler Perry in my head. You're telling me that one Tyler Perry's Dream On? Boom, 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 boom. My Maserati. My Maserati.
Don't make me name this episode Tyler Perry's Game On. <laughs> <laughs>